Static Energy Podcast is the hottest podcast on the planet, hosted by your boy Mo Giles and co-host cool-ass Lauren Michelle. Tune in Wednesdays on all major platforms for that static on what's current in culture, controversial issues, comical commentary, and an incomparable vibe you won't find anywhere else. It's a perfect way to tackle those midweek blues. Static Energy Podcast is everything but static. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Mo Giles right here on the Static Energy Podcast, and I'm with my co-host. Lauren Michelle, what's poppin'? Yo, what's going on today? I'm good. Recovering from a great, great weekend. It was my birthday, so. Yes, happy birthday to you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was 36 going to be a great year. I feel it. So how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was good. You know, we had the uh, blind date photo shoot that we uh, facilitated this past weekend, which you got to be a part of as well. Yeah, that was a vibe. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was a little worried before I got there. But when I say our team is super, super dope, the way it was executed from the start to the finish, it was dope. It was dope vibes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to move right along. You know, uh, last week we, we were going through ideas of what the show we wanted to uh, do. And one of the topics were um, protecting black women. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the rape culture. Um, so this past weekend, I had an opportunity to be back home and see one of my uh, childhood friends that I went to school with uh, and sat down and spoke with her. And she was sharing a story and I felt like she needed a platform to tell her story. And uh, without further ado, we got um, a, 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 a victim, survivor, uh, whatever she liked to go by. But we have on the show today, uh, Dominique Lemon, that's here to tell her story. Story. How you doing, Dominique? I'm good. How are you? How are you? What's oh. popping, Dominique? Welcome to Static Energy. I appreciate Absolutely. you being here. Uh, we doing thank good. You, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so we definitely want to thank you for uh, for coming on. Um, so, as I stated, you know, um, Lauren and I we we've had conversations about, and what triggered it was uh, I don't know if you heard recently the story about Common and um, the allegations that was brought forth by Jaguar Wright, who's a singer, you know, uh, such as yourself, and basically she said Common has sexually uh, assaulted her, and now they were in a relationship. But, you know, people was normalizing it as uh, it was okay because they were in a relationship, you know. Right. So that, no, that's not what it is. Yeah. So, tell, for the folks who are listening who, don't, who are not, you know, familiar with who you are, can you give us a little background about, you know, exactly who you are, what you do, and where you're from? I am Dominique Lemon. Um, a lot of people in the city know me as Hollywood. I mean, it's Hollywood's own, but a lot of people know me as Hollywood. Um, I do a lot of things. I was on 94.7, so I'm into the radio. I'm sorry, I have calls. I have to decline calls. Um, podcasting, I make music, I act, I model. Okay. Um, I have a clothing line. I own a brand. I do a lot of different things. Um, one thing that I think it's overshadowed a lot that I'm into that maybe people don't focus on like that is that I am an advocate of sexual abuse mm-hmm. and rape. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I feel me not being vocal pushed me to be vocal. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the way that the way that the world is set up and the way that social media is set up, um, I think people tend to shy away from the facts of things when they're not, you know, ratchet or they're not uh, yeah. up and exciting and, and it's a whole bunch of commotion going on when topics like that come about, you know, uh, even if it's black and white, there are people mm-hmm. who choose to, you know, tap out of it. They don't yeah. want to, they don't want to touch it. Too That's hot, a fact. You know? That's a fact. So, um, yeah, like I said, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful that you guys thought of me so that I could share, you know, my experience because ultimately, um, at the end of the day, we have cousins, we have sisters, we have mothers, we have, and you know, it's not even just women, it's men yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have a lot of, um, we have a lot of different things that come with a lot of different people that have a lot of broken souls because their mm-hmm. voices, they don't have that power to uplift and project. Right. Right. But I'm very projectile. So, okay. you know. Perfect. And we're going to get into that. Um, so give us a little bit, you know, about your, what was your child like, uh, childhood like uh, growing up? And did you grow up in Youngstown? I did. Okay. I did. I did. So I tell us, what was it like? Uh, my childhood was a little bit different from everybody else's um, to a certain degree. When you say different, what do you mean by different? Uh, I was adopted twice by family. Okay. So, you know, it was like, for me, it was like four mom, four dads type deal. Like, I have my biological parents, and I have the mom and dad I had, and they came and got me. Now, their mom and dad, like, it was just like, you know, it was very, it was very complex, to say the least. Um, it was very real. Okay. Very so, real. so, can you dive into that for us? Like, I mean, you say you adopted twice. How did that come yeah. about? Um. Well, sorry, mom, but you know, it is what it is. Um, my mom, mm-hmm. very young, having babies, she was out here hustling, you know what I'm saying? And right. ended up, you know, you know what the epidemic was in the 80s, you know what right. I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. She ended up, she was a big time hustler, but she ended up using. Same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Just like everybody else, I was born into the cycle of, you know, the addiction, the, you know, to these kids over here, these kids over here. But, you know, while I'm saying that, not to knock my mother, because I love my mother to death. If it mm-hmm. wasn't for her, I wouldn't have been able to survive the things I've survived. Um, mm. Or discredit her. You know, you can't fix people's mistakes, but that's, you know, she, she left us in places where we were okay. You know, she knew yeah. we were going to be good. So, and I will never take that away from her. So that's how it came about with me being with the Kraft family. Okay. They had my mom and my, you know, my mom was basically, she was underneath, under the roof with them. You know what I'm saying? They were caring for my mom and they became family. You know what I'm saying? When whatever happened with my mom and her situation uh, went on, I was there, you know, from the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I was, you know what I mean? Um, I just remember everything, like all of my um, dreams, all of my flashbacks, all of my things back to my childhood, a lot of them resonate in that household where, you know, 
I was at. Um, eventually, one of my sisters had me at Northside Pool, ran into my cousin, who I call my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asked whose baby that they were holding. They told her. She went and told my aunt. My aunt came to get me. Well, she's a police officer, so... You know, they don't want no smoke. You know what I'm saying? They know what they know what it's hitting for. You know what I'm saying? They're familiar with the family and everything, you know? So I ended up in the custody of my aunt. Mm. Went to grade school, lived in a beautiful house. You know what I'm saying? But those weren't my possessions. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you were they just using them. Had, yeah, they, I, well, it's not even that I was just using them because I'm a child. But they already have my little brother. So they, they you know what I'm saying? He was there before me. They came and they got me, and so that's how it laid, you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, with my aunt and my great uncle, you know what I'm saying? They still let me go and be back with the family, you know what I'm saying? Whenever I wanted to be over there, I could go, because they, you know, that's my family, you know, that's, it just is what it was. It was very, um, it was very, very stressful as a child (laughs) to want to be, to want to be in one place but not want to make the other per- the other people feel like you don't want to be there with them, yeah. but you want to go back to where you're familiar with home being. And, okay. you know, it was, you know, it was one of those. Okay. Um, you know, but so- my biological parents were both in my life, though. They just, they didn't raise me. It just laid how it laid. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that for the simple fact my dad was always in my life, but he had a he had a uh, <laughs> he had an addiction as well. But so I could totally totally relate to that. So I have a question. You said you grew up with two families and things like that. Like, do you feel like during this time now? If this question is uncomfortable, you can let me know. Do you feel like you was fighting for love from each of those families to get the the adequate amount of love you were supposed to get as a child growing up? I'm so glad you asked this question. I'm not even lying. Mm. So, yes and no. Uh, and I say yes and no because, and I know, you know, it's family watching, it's, it's people that are close that are, that are watching and that they're going to tap in and they're going to hear this. And I, the only thing that I can say to you guys is this is what, this is what raw truth is. I love yeah. y'all, but. This is your truth. You know, shit is real. Um, I grew up like, I felt like Cinderella. Mm. It was very, um, Mm. it was tough. I didn't know where I fit. Fair. Yeah, it was like, um, if I love this parent too much, I'm wrong because they don't raise me. They don't do shit for me. So I'm not I'm not supposed to love or value them the same as you that's raising me because you're raising me mm. and they don't do shit for me. So uh you're if I if I wanna be here too much I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Type shit. I totally or, do. Or um I wouldn't be allowed to go and go to my other families because you know, that's what I wanted. And I would, and, and don't get me wrong, though. Do not get me wrong. My parents, the people that raised me, are beautiful, phenomenal people. They are amazing people. They are dope people. Everybody in life comes with their own afflictions. You that's know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't want to paint a picture of 
the people who raised me in a fashion to where it's coming across like, damn, that's messed up. You know what right. I'm saying? But the truth, the truth and the reality of the situation is there were things that I needed that I did not get. Correct. Um, not because I feel like they were trying to purposely keep it from me, but because I believe that I believe I had to learn at a young age. You know what I'm saying? After so much trauma and after so many secrets and after so many things that if somebody doesn't know how to do it, they don't know how because they didn't get it. Correct. Way that you need it. Correct. So therefore, um, sorry, y'all caught tears early. Therefore, they can't, um, they can't emulate something they've never had. They don't know how. And it's sad, and it's and it's 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 hurtful, and it's painful to know that the people you love to death never were loved like that, or never felt like they had it like that to where they could give it like that. You know what Correct. I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've always, really, I've always been a really mature kid. I had to be. I had to be because I've seen too much at such a young age that my brain is like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I, I definitely, I definitely for for different sides of my family, because you know you got your mom's side, your dad's side, then you got her parents, and then you got, you know what I mean? So, Do I feel like I was fighting for for love from certain parts of family? Absolutely, I, I absolutely feel like I was doing things to even, even if you're screaming and yelling at me, I know you're paying some type of attention because I just know in real life that this is not happening to me, and you're not catching on to anything. I got it. Like, yeah. You know, like, what's your relationship with them uh, like today? Um, to be totally and completely honest, now I'm all like crying and crap. My bad, y'all. It's okay. To be completely and totally honest, um, my relationship with them is not great, but that's on accountability of me doing something that altered our relationship probably for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? But as as an adult, you take accountability for the things that you do. And now, I would... I'm sorry. So just so I can follow. Um, so the relationship that, sh- that kind of changed is with your biological or your adopted... Uh... My... my, my adopted my great aunt and uncle my guardian okay okay so i call mom and dad so so there's you, oh, so there's, there's diane craft and ed craft okay, okay. Mm-hmm. then there's my biological parents okay you gotta follow them, okay then there's my great aunt and uncle mm-hmm. got you okay that were my guardians that actually brought me up in the household got you know you, what i'm saying you. Got you. And then there are my grandparents. And when I say I have four moms and four dads, I can't make this up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, make this up. You know what could, I mean? Like. Could you explain to us a little bit, you know, um, and, and really uh, spell it out as to how um, you became, and, and let me know how you, is a survivor or victim? Because have you, because have you had therapy I've I've been sat in front of a therapist my whole life. And you know what happened when I would go to therapy? I would try to say what I needed to say, and then it would turn into, 
Oh, she's just spoiled. She has this. She has that. Mm. She goes to good schools. She rides in nice cars. She just wants attention. She just doesn't get her way. And then this and that. When that whole Wait a minute. And this was said is, by a therapist? This is said by my, my mom. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to mm. lie. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a perfect kid. I wasn't a perfect kid by far. I was a calm girl. Like, you know, like I... Like, I did stuff. Like, I did stuff. I wasn't perfect, but I was a kid. You know what That's I'm saying? That's what kids do. Mm-hmm. So, Dominique, let me ask you this. Outside and moving, of- further into my, moving further into my teenage years, I mean, I'm hitting puberty. You know, this is life. You know what's going on. Oh, my. Come on, man. Like, so, you know? outside, of, outside of whatever your mom had to say, what did you get from that therapy or whatever? I mean, what, Nothing. what were they saying? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. I would so, sit... They would tell me I needed to be on um, antidepressants. They would tell mm. me I needed to be on, like, basically, like, mood stabilizers. Like, mm. no, I, I don't need to be on mood stabilizers. <laughs> what I need is to be able to say what I need to say and you to listen. I need somebody to listen. There's no way that as a child you're walking with so much on your little soul. You got so much to say, but instead of being heard and understood, you're getting your ass whooped and being put on punishment and putting in front of being sat in front of therapists and all these things are wrong with you, but you're missing the whole point of what I'm telling you I need right. from you. Hmm. And it's, I would shut down. I would be in the sessions like, fuck it. I'm not, I don't even want to fucking talk to you. Go yeah. ahead. And I'm not taking them fucking drugs because I know what's wrong with me. Like, I know what's wrong with me. You're trying to tell me what's wrong with me. Whole time, I'm telling y'all what's wrong, but don't nobody want to listen. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck mm. I'm done talking. What got we've you? Been through, we've been through what? this for years. This is. Could you spell it out to us exactly how did the the rapes occurred for you to get to this point where now you're needing therapy and you having all of these uh, issues? Are you able to like at what age did the? Because mm. we talked and you said it, it was twice, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Spell it out. Love and, light, love and, light, love and, and then you're and then you're you're talking to somebody where I didn't have to go to therapy for rape. I was being I had to go to therapy because I was said to be you know unruly whatever whatever it is people need to I don't everything I everything I needed was the time for you to sit down and talk to me as an adult. I didn't get that. So you okay? So so you have so have so you haven't been to therapy for the the rape situations. No, I mean, in my adult life, yes. Yeah, okay. In my child life, no. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, so can you, um, could, you, could you walk us through and let us know how the, those uh, events yeah. occur? Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm gonna, this is how far back I'm going to take it from you. Okay. Grandma, I love you to death. May you rest in peace. Great grandma, I love you to death. May you rest in peace. But I'm just going to keep it real. So this started before any raping ever occurred. There was already molestation going on within family guidelines. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. And a lot of people in my family won't like the solid, hardcore, factual truth that my great-grandfather was on some weird shit. And I was Mm. always the culprit. Now, I found a book in my mom's room that she was writing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to get deep into it. But I read some chapters in this book, and it made me want to vomit. Mm. So, and not, uh, because 
what? Like, you just, you know what I'm saying? What you read was disturbing. It was, it, it bothered me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it bothered me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, my great-grandfather, he used to, he used to touch me and shit and used to try to do shit. He never penetrated me, though. How old he were never you? penetrated me, though. He started doing this shit. I was probably like nine. So you were old enough to fully like comprehend eight, like, what it was wrong. Eight, like eight, nine, like eight, nine, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. It started my grandfather. I was born on Arch Street on the east side. Behind the old East High School, there used to be a fence with a hole in it. And a, and a trail, they would slide down when they'd be late for school and run across the track, track with gravel. Everybody used to slide down there and go play. Before my grandparents moved off of Art Street and moved um, into Brownlee Woods area, it had started around then. And I would be pissed, like I would never want to go over there, you know what I'm saying? My mom would be working the beat or whatever, and, you know, I would have to be there, you know, for the singer. That's, we would have to go on our grandmother's house. But I used to fucking hate going over there. I so, love my grandmother to death, but I used to not want to go. I used to, it used to always be a situation. You just like, said your I mom was to... working the beat. Your mom is a police police officer? Yeah, my, my guardian is a police officer, a retired police officer. Yeah, she's, yeah. Okay, okay. So. And I'd rather, I'd rather not say her name because I right. don't want her being like, why would you? Correct. You know what I'm saying? And, and That's let me respect. Let me reiterate again the fact that in no way, shape, and or form am I trying to um, paint a negative picture of the people who raised me. I love them beyond all measure. You know what I'm saying? But this is just the truth about what was going on. If people don't pay attention to their kids after they hear this, I bet you they will. So you know let me let me stop you really quick. You keep apologizing for what was done to you. Yes. And I think that's the part that I, I feel like you got to, that's where the healing has to start because baby girl, it's not your fault. Well, not it, well, I know that. Like I'm totally secure with, I've carried this my whole entire life. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I've carried this. I didn't tell my father about what happened to me until I was pregnant with my child. <laughs> mm. I've carried this for a long, I've been grown for a really long time. That's yeah. what people don't, my brain and the way that my mind processes things you know what i'm saying i've my my brain's been doing a lot since i was a very young taught and i'm not trying to you know make it rhyme but it is what it is like my whole life has been trauma people don't get that so when they deal with me and they they move a certain way or they do something you know that feels familiar it it closes me off i you know what i'm saying i I yeah. tend to, you know, real fast. So do you um, feel like your childhood has affected your dating life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Times, times a million. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not in ways where, like, it's affected my everyday, every life. Like, it's, it's affected everything in my life. Like, not just dating. But when it comes to men, yes, absolutely. Like, I didn't start even entertaining men older than me or even trying to date men that were older than me until I was around my 30s, for real. So you know it brought it back those always, memories. It was just always something that was just weird about, like, why do you want me and you're old? Yeah. Like, I just, like, I just, like, what 
what am I going to be able to do for you? Like, I know when we were in high school and stuff, the older dude was, you know, whatever, whatever, da-da-da-da-da, but I'm going to keep it real. When, when I started talking to the dude I was talking to in high school, it's because my mind was on a whole different level. My father gave me the permission to date a dude, and he, I, was, he, I was young when he was, like, 16. It wasn't like dude was, like, 22, 25, 19. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't uh, like that. Yeah. I just, I never was. I never was a female that was just so into older men. I literally, the last few years of my life, just started getting into older men. I just always thought it was weird because, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Older men mm. did stuff to me. I'm not on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel you. So, so, Dominique, you said at nine years old, the molestation happened, and then there yeah. were two more rapes occurred. Um, yeah. Tell us, tell us about that. Let, let's, let's walk through that. Um. Huh. Take your time. Uh, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I was 14, and it was summertime. I was at my dad's. We were on the Sharon line, and my dad and my poppy were, like, two of my best friends growing up. Like, that was, like, that was, like, the bread and butter for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of friends through. But I really wasn't allowed to do nothing either, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they tried to keep me very sheltered, but it was just like, I'm going back to the hood where I feel loved at. Like, not that you don't love me, but I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, really, really going through things uh, as a young teenage girl. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure out my hair. Like, I have this Afro-Latina bullcrap on the top of my head. I feel like it's nappy. I can't run a comb through it. Really, they're curls. I can't nurture this. I can't do any, like, I get picked on in school. I get made fun of. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know, just normal adolescent stuff. And then I'm a young lady. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I'm really pretty for real. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going through changes, you know? Um, and I'll never forget, I read this book in school called the prettiest little girl in the world i don't remember the author but i distinctly remember reading the book because i formed an eating disorder off of reading a book about how this girl had an eating disorder it was like this book tapped into all my insecurities but i'm like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like 13 14 years old like it's crazy I had my first boyfriend. He dumped me in front of the whole school at Catholic schools. We told me I was fat. He didn't like me, and he started talking to my best friend. That was, like, my introduction to depression as a young girl, right? Okay. So I read this book. I read this book. So I already am, like, feeling like, okay, you called me fat. I'm already insecure. I'm having insecurities with myself. Plus, you know, it kind of bothers me that this, my grandfather, then we got to go be over here, go look at this cat during holidays and stuff, like, it's a lot. So, you who know, was it it's a dad, lot. Like, who was it at your dad's house or whatever? How did that, like, how did that occur? Um, um, I was at my dad's house um, spending some time with him. It was one of my dad's weekends. And we were on the sharing line. And the way that our family structure was set up, how we stayed, we stayed at the corner of Gerwig and Jacobs. That was my dad's house. You know what I'm saying? But when you walk through the backyard, you're now in my auntie's backyard. You feel okay. what I'm saying? When you go across the driveway, that's grandma house right there. You know what I mean? Like it's like really like serious. Like we at the we own, we own the block literally. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like we, we here. 
Um, so you would never think that something in that small parameter would pop off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, there was this dude that was around that my auntie was dating. My auntie's a beautiful woman. Um, she was dating this dude, and this dude, he was weird as hell. Like, he was really weird. I always got a really weird vibe off of him, but I wasn't, like, a fast-in-the-ass little girl. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I like, I like boys and stuff. Like, I wanted a boyfriend or something, but I wasn't, like, crazy. Like, I'm trying to go you, nigga knocking and go dirt biking. Right. And some, you right. know? Um, He was around, and, you know, like, I just remember, like, when I would be around and like, I would be uncomfortable. Okay. You know? Like, when he would talk to me, it would just feel unnatural as hell. Fringy. Like, I don't it was weird, you know, but I've also been, I'm being a mature child. I don't need to be in no man's face, period. Like I don't need to be in no room full of men or nothing. Like my dad's around whoever, like family events, he would just be weird. You know what I'm saying? My dad's one of my best friends. So we, we would talk about everything. You know what I'm saying? And I remember talking once on my dad, like this cat is like, he makes me feel funny. Like, I don't know what he owned, but I don't like him. Okay, right, right. You know, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to really be disrespectful because I love my aunt. I don't, I'm not a disrespectful kid. I mean, I'm unruly, but I'm not disrespectful. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, eventually, my dad caught on to the same vibes that I was catching on to. Like, dude was having an issue with his eyeballs. Like, the way he would look at me would be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sexually. yeah, like, I'm still a kid. Like, it would just be weird, like, the way that he would look, like. So did he catch you off guard one day at home by yourself, or? Well, let me tell you. So, eventually, you know, my dad, he catches him looking. He, my dad addresses him, whoop, whoop, it's a situation. My dad tells him what he needs to tell him, whoop, 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 Time moves forward. There's small incidents here and there in between. Um, one day. My aunt, she was working at the prison. You know what I'm saying? Now, this particular day, this particular day, um, my aunt had addressed me about my weight loss and how I, I, how sick I looked and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And asked me if I was eating. So my dad, like, it was like a whole situation. You know what I mean? So my dad had made this nacho taco plate. Um, my dad knew I would drink wine coolers and stuff, but I would be at home. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then my dad knows me. Like, I'm not a bad kid. I'm not, you know, I'm, like, more like a dude than a girl. Like, for real, for real. So I'm just, you know, I'm chilling. Like, I might sit my dad's 40 years. You know, he might buy me some wine coolers I could sip for the weekend and just vibe out and just chill. Right, okay. So this dude, you know, if you're in the backyard, you're around the family, so obviously you're observant. Like, you know, you know what goes on or whatever, whatever. I wasn't a weed smoker or a big alcohol party or drinker. I was an athlete. So I wasn't, like, into drinking hard liquor or, you know what I'm saying? If I had a little swig of beer, it wouldn't be like, I'm about to sit here and down this whole 40. Like, right. Um, well, this particular day, um, my aunt had to work. It was me, myself, my little brother, um, and my first cousin. And we were back between, back and forth between houses or whatever, but it's the weekend, you know what I'm saying? It's dad's payday. I got wine coolers. We about to chill, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Dude comes 
the dude that, you know, my aunt's dating, he comes to the house, he has his friend, whatever, whatever. But it's not out of the normal for him to be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. While she's at work or anything, it's pretty normal for him to be there. Um, I had this nacho plate, and they kept bothering me about my weight. So I had to really, like, force myself to eat it, which was an issue within itself. Right. So it made me sick because I have an eating disorder. I can't, I don't, the, even the smell of food makes me want to right. I can't. But I had to choke it down, and so I ended up getting sick. Dude comes over. Y'all want something from the store? He hyping it. We got this weed. Da 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 da. Because my brother and my cousin smoke. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My stomach's torn. So they're like, you just gotta hit the blunt or whatever. You just gotta hit it just once or twice. You'll be straight. You'll go to sleep. You'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Dude comes back. We give him our little money. He comes back with some Coronas. He got some gas. Um. I don't know what else he got, but I know distinctively, I remember the Coronas because I think I paid for those, and he came back with some gas, and we sat there. Now, you got to think about how young I'm telling you we are. Right, you know kids. Me? We kids, right. And my daddy ain't here, so you, my daddy ain't in this house, so you are all the way out of line anyway, period. Like, you know, um... Of course, naturally, what happens when you're a kid and you think you're a big dog? I didn't drink the Corona, got sick, smoked weed, head spinning, world spinning. I'm already sick from eating this stuff, so I go upstairs. My cousin's bed was like, it was real high. I don't know if he had three mattresses on two boxes, whatever it was, it was real high. It was super (laughs) elevated, like, to the point where I, like, almost couldn't be up there. And I remember puking everywhere, everywhere. It was gross. And then being like, they're going to be pissed, but I can't even clean this up. Going and getting, crawling in my cousin's bed. And I remember feeling like I was just too high, like elevated wise. Mm -hmm. But I was also just too high, like period. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, you ever been sleep and in your sleep subconsciously you feel like somebody's moving you or yeah. mm-hmm. something's happening mm-hmm. but you can't you can't wake up like you can't you know you, yes. you know something you know something's happening right. but you can't you can't do anything. You're basically like, you know what's happening. You feel it, but you can't wake up. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like, whew. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. It was like, um, it was like a, a nightmare. Mm. Like, it was like, what it would feel like to tap into an alien or something abducting your body like mm-hmm. you know something's happening you know something you like you know you're moving at least you feel like it but you're so drunk and you're so out of it that maybe you're just tripping maybe you don't know like what well, you know is and we've all had that one drunk where we've been like you'll fall off the bed and not even know that you fell off the bed type drunk yeah. you know what i'm saying so I could feel something going on, but I just, I couldn't wake up. Like, you know? Like you had and paralysis like, or something like that? So it was like, it was like, um, 
like if you were in a waterbed and you were drunk. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I get it. Yeah, I got like, you. I'm like, I'm moving, but, like, yeah. Like, it was weird. But when I came to, like, the moving stopped because I was moving, but I was becoming nauseated because I could feel me moving, but I'm mm-hmm. already throwing up. And I'm, like, not okay. <laughs> like, plus I'm, like, 90 pounds soaking wet, like, my shoulder blades are sticking out. This is right. not natural. Like, you know, um, when I came to... And I started to tap in, and I started to come in. I was no longer on my cousin's bed. Instead, I was on my cousin's floor with mm-hmm. a man on top of me, fucking me. And Ra- proceeded to, yeah, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. But I don't even like using that word. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like that word. But it is what it is. But I don't, you know how people don't like the word moist? Ah, ah, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Ah, it's me. Ah. You know what I mean? Like, people don't like that word. Like, it's one of those words for me. Like, I just assaulted. That is the correct word as well. Because you so were. So when I, when I started to come in, it was like, I know, I know I drank some beer. I know I smoked some weed. But I just know this is not happening to me right now. I just know it's not mm-hmm. like, And I'm just looking at him like, like. What are you doing? Get the fuck off of me. Like, mm. like, you know, like, it was. And he was like, I just remember his, ugh, like his breath, like just him on me, like, you know, like just mm-hmm. his face, just his, he was just so, ugh, like, so just. So how did it end? Like, uh, how did you get him off of you? Did somebody catch him? Did you? No, or was he just like, I'm he, finished? No, because see, this is what happened. When I started to come in, right? When I started to come in, because mind you, I told you, I was, like, drunk, passed out. Like, I was right. gone. You know, like, sick, like, done. Yeah. Um, When I was coming in, and I guess he was realizing that I was coming in, it was like, uh, like, I'm just going to go until and see, like, you know, if she's going to come all the way in type, like try to take my time with it type shit, like, ease, like, yeah. Out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I'm like, get the fuck, you know, I'm like, get the fuck off me, like, get the fuck, like, get 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 off me, like, I just get the fuck, you know, get off me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm flipping out, and he's like, this. I thought you said you wanted to do this. You said you wanted me to do this. You told me, yeah. You said that this is what you wanted. You wanted me to make you feel like this, like that. Wait, what? Like, I'm like. And at this time, you're a teenager, right? And this is your aunt's boyfriend. Yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes. So. Like, he's saying this stuff to me. And my while he's saying this stuff to me, my heart is, like, across the room. My brain is, like, trying Blown. to and register what's happening. 
he gets off of me, but while he's getting off of me, that's what he, that's the stuff he's saying to me, like, you, you wanted this, like, you, you was talking all crazy, and you was doing this, and you fast, and you was just, never, never, you already make me uncomfortable, um, the reason that nobody could come to my aid is because he got me, my cousin, and my brother so lit, like, so they were my, passed out, they couldn't, only, like, 15, me and my first cousin are not, we're only like a year and a few months apart. It ain't like, it's like light years between us. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So they were so did, out. So after this happened, because um, obviously he's a part of the family, quote unquote, he's in a relationship with your aunt. Like, no, no, no. They've been no, I'm just that saying was, as far as dealing with your aunt, like, were you able to tell someone what he did? Or was it like, you didn't think anybody would believe you? Well, this is what happened. So... After he got off of me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He runs down the steps or whatever. Um, I totally lose focus of him all the way together. You know what I'm saying? Because um, clearly I'm, you know, I'm bleeding. I'm, you know, I, I you know, it's like. Oh, he took your virginity at this point. Yeah, I wasn't sexually oh, yeah. active. Right. No, like, no, like that wasn't my seed. Like, right. Right. My dad had taught me about the birds and bees and sex and stuff like that, but I wasn't active though. You know, right. when I was ready to give up my virginity Correct. willingly, Correct. I asked my father's permission. Like I talked to my dad about it. Like I feel like this. Like Correct. Might as well tell you now, because right. Like, you know, like we have one of those relationships. So after it happened, he, I, wherever he went is wherever he went. But I had woke up. Um, my brother and my cousin, I told them, like, you know, freaking out, you know, like, look, like, I gotta, look, he did something to me, but we were so lit that, like, they were like, listen, Nana, it's cool, you probably just started your period for the first time, just take a shower, whatever, oh. clean it up, you know, but we're kids, and people are out of their mind lit, like, they, nobody's computing what's going on, nobody. Right. So you, so you did tell someone, though. I did, but it wasn't computed. Like, it we was, didn't process. Right. It was to it your... didn't process. So, at that moment, right then and there, I knew I had to make a conscious decision. I had to make it fast. And it was like, hmm. either... I tell I tell Sergeant Bell what happened, and I tell her what happened, and I know what she's gonna do. Cause despite how I felt like I was missing the nurturing in certain areas that I needed, mm -hmm. she wasn't playing about her kids. Mm -hmm. She don't play about her kids. Despite despite anything, she's not about to. She's not gonna let you get away with that. And she has a prominent name in the city, and she put she's done wonders for the city. She's not about to let you get away with that. Here's Where's the it? issue with that: mm -hmm. number one, it was going to be publicized because she was going to follow through with that. Number two, I was going to be humiliated, and she was going to blame my dad, and she's going to mm -hmm. take me away from my dad. Yeah. But my dad is my best friend. Yeah. So everything I feel like I'm missing. I'm getting from the hood, like I'm good. Both my parents in the hood. We from the east side. My whole family is basically from the east side. So you, you feel know? like you sacrificed your healing for the relationship with your father? Absolutely. I feel like um, 
I feel like, yeah, I knew if I told her that she would blame him because why am I with you and not in your possession? And that's not even, it wasn't even like that, though. You know what I mean? My dad was in his bed sleep. It doesn't matter if he was. uh, Why this took place? Yes. So, so this is, so, I I don't want to. Listen, the reason that I didn't go and tell my dad is because I knew. If I knew, if I told my dad, he would kill this man. But this goes back to what we were talking about, the, the protection of black women. So black women. So we, even yeah. when you came to your dad and told him how uncomfortable you felt because of old boy, for me, that's enough right, right. there to that's not even it. have him around my daughter. Period. Like you're he not even not allowed to open no more. He didn't, but you can't, you have to understand like, when my dad seen it, he checked it immediately. You know what I'm saying? Immediately. And it, and there was a whole situation. So I'm not saying my dad didn't handle his business. You know what I'm saying? But I I'm just... I'm not saying that, but you can't... If somebody... That's my aunt's dude. So if, if, if he's like, you know, him and my aunt, you know, whatever, 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 and he's like, no, 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 Well, now you know that there's a light to it. So now you're not... You're going to make sure that you're not doing it in front of nobody to where nobody can see nothing. You're going to keep your distance. You gonna, you know what I'm saying? But so I... make it seem like somebody else is tripping. So I'm not following. Like, what do you mean? But I think what he's trying to say is when it comes to black women or just a black household period we do a lot of covering up for the wrong shit you see what i'm saying like the minute you told your dad he should have went to your aunt like you can't date him it is not like if you want to it's you can't because you know what i'm saying my daughter has to be around and she's uncomfortable i think that's what mo was saying but on your end you were trying to protect the relationship with your father you know so what I mean? Saying, versus telling the truth about the situation. But, but yeah. uh, and also what I'm saying too is, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, blaming anybody or whatever. I just felt like there should have been more protection, you know, uh, around that. Because again, if, if you have, if I have, and Dominic, you got children, you're saying if a child tells you right. that, hey, I feel a certain type of way about this person, and then you peep it yourself, Boom, we ain't we ain't got nothing to talk about. You ain't never come and step in foot of my house. You make my child feel uncomfortable, and I don't know what you're capable of. That happened, though. You get what I'm saying? So whatever adult business that they had, as far as whatever conversations that went on between whatever, whatever, I was a child. I wasn't yeah. front and center. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I know there was a situation. You know what I'm saying? But I... I'm a child, so I'm in my place. Right. I got you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's not, like I said, and I know you guys said that y'all, you guys felt like I was apologizing for what happened to me. No, I'm not apologizing for what happened to me. I, I know what happened to me is not my fault. It's right. not their fault either. It is what it is. Sometimes yeah. whatever, God, whatever God lays for you is where it's going to lay at. That's yeah. just, it just is what it is. So but, as, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm not painting the wrong picture of the people who right. raised me or my Absolutely. parents. That's Absolutely. Whole, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because they don't, it's not their fault. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not their fault that I went through what I went through. You know what I mean? It's not. It's, mm-hmm. I, I think, though, it's, it's, I, and this is where I kind of play devil's advocate and we kind of touched on this in the black household sometimes. This was happening before you. 
So a yeah. lot of the times, you know what I mean, with those grandfathers and those great great uncles or those great, you know, the older men in our family, this shit's been going on with our mothers and our aunties. So by time, you know, us young girls in our generation comes up, it's covered up so much that no one wants to talk about it. And I think that's the problem. Like, exactly. I don't care if it's grandma, uncle, whoever, you gotta go. Period. Exactly. We, go, we gotta take care of you. And I think that's where us protecting the black woman starts is holding those pedophiles, men or women, accountable because so many people, men and women, are suffering from trauma from family members, and that shit's not cool. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just not cool. So, hey, Dominique, so at the age of 14, um, you had this experience, and then once again, at the a, a year later, at the age of 15, another situation occurred, correct. And from what you were telling me, this happened at in school? Yeah. You said in school? In school. Talk to us about that. Shit. How did, how did that happen? So, I had this crush, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you was going to pull this one out. Ooh, so I had this crush, right? Um... Thought he was cute, you know, whatever, whatever, whoop-de-whoop. And I was trying to talk to him, but my high school experience was really not great. So it really wasn't working like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, so long story short, basically, um, I was going down into the locker room one day, but I'm pretty sure the boys had practiced or something like that, whatever was going on, either way. Uh I'm going down into the locker room, you know what I'm saying? I grabbed some out of my locker. We talking. He walking with me. I'm not thinking anything of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like high school. Well, first of all, if I'm gonna do something, I'm not gonna do it in the locker room. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, yeah, that sounds like oh, kinky and risky and fun, but I'm not even popping my coochie, so that's not. That's not. I'm not about to think like, oh, I'm gonna do it to him in the locker room, guys. Like, right, 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 right. But um, I get to be talking to old boy. We talking. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. He gets to telling me he like me, whatever, whatever. He goes to kissing me. Now listen, I told you I thought I was Cinderella. Okay. Mm-hmm. My foot popping, I'm all floating. I'm like, yes, they like like me like that, right. like yeah. Teeny vibes, like crush vibes. Yeah, I got butterfly vibes, like yes, yes. girl. Now he started grabbing, but try, trying to rip my bra, snatching my shirt. You know what I'm saying? I got skirts. The next thing you know, I don't have no clothes. It's a whole situation. I'm not about to go into detail. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. You don't like, have to. Like blow for blow, but it's crazy because. While this situation was happening, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't even like it could have been a full-blown, you know what I mean? Like there was no get to finish or nothing because there were people on the other side of a door. I don't know if there was like a door that separated the locker room. or the, I don't know where this, there was a door. There was a door that separated. Yeah, there was a door. So you know I'm not tripping, right? Because I never went back into that locker room again after that. Yeah. that. It was over with. I didn't go play basketball. I quit basketball. I had a whole scholarship to Ursuline for track and basketball. I quit 
doing nothing. I'm not going in that locker room. I'm not going in the gymnasium. When y'all have masks, I'm trying to go outside, go slide off, go, go to the mall. I'm, I don't want to be a part of this gymnasium or that. I'm cool. I don't want to play ball or nothing. I'm good. So let me okay. tell you something, Dominique. I, I, I personally owe you an, a, an apology because, you know, and for those who are listening who don't know, I, like I said, I, I've uh, known her ever since um, – she became a freshman at my high school uh, that I graduated from. But my apology is because from that incident, we, we known you, or there was a rumor that, you know, saying she, she was a jump off, like, you know, saying like you, you know, you was that chick you're saying that was serving it up in the locker room. And from what you are telling us, you know, and from what I'm hearing, you know, I, I just want to apologize because, you know, that wasn't the case uh, at that hey, time. You know, the craziest part about all the rumors that everybody had to say, mm-hmm. there were actually people, I'm not going to name these bitches because you know what? I'm grown. I, I've grown from it. So mm-hmm. me, not me, me shedding a negative light on somebody else so many decades later is not what I'm into. But there were females on the other side of that door who heard what were going on. And that's mm. why that came to a stop. Because we could hear them. He could hear them. So mm. they were on the other side of wherever this door was at. So while everybody had their backs turned on me, people saying I'm crazy, I'm this, I'm all type of jump offs. Bruh, how I'm a jump off, but I ain't jumped up. You know who I messed with at Ursuline? You ain't John Butler. <laughs> I remember that. John Butler. I remember. I think I think though with high school it was so many mean girls and like people like you or I like if any guy paid you an attention if you had a certain reputation or if you were a sports player or cheerleader or whatever you had this stigma put on you and it's so unfair because I was in the same boat Dominique. People call me a hoe. People call me this. People call me that. And it's just like. How can you talk about my vagina and I'm not even using it at the moment? Right. I'm a hoe, but I was a hoe before I ever started having sex. Me too. I've been a stripper. I do crack. I do coke. I do all types of these. There are all these different stories and they've always been like that. Do you know when I got to high school, I didn't have a friend in the world, but didn't I just tell you what happened to me right before I started high school? Mm. Yeah. 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 That was the summer before I started high school. So I walked into high school with that on me. Mm. So with all of these different traumas. A friend in the world, not nobody to talk to, but everybody around me judged me and they hated me for no reason. And then you got this person walking up to me every day, making it seem like it's shits and giggles, but you're letting me know that if I, if I came out to say anything, you would potentially ruin my life. Like mm-hmm. this is so much to go through on your own. Did you ever have and suicidal ideations? Absolutely. I tried to kill myself on the way to school. The plan was, the plan was, I'm going through so much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I hate myself. I hate my life. Like, I just don't understand why I have to go through so much. What did I do? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it got hurtful. Like, it was painful. You know, to, you can't even be friends with nobody. Like, you don't have a friend nobody. Mm. And you, you stay around, you know, the family and you just be looking at people like. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. Like. So, 
So, to, so before we wrap things up, I just want to ask one important question. At this point in your life, you know, you're, you have some success going for you. You know, you've made a name for yourself. You're a beautiful girl. Like, you pop in. Like, every time I see you, it. So have you healed from that? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And now when I cry, I can cry in revelation of the comfortability that I have to be able to say what I need to say. And really, and say, and say it without conviction. Like, I mean what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't change what the past has put me through. But I can change the way that I respond to the things that I've been through. So mm. it can't continue a cycle. Absolutely. If I don't let it go, that's gonna that cycle's gonna hit my grandkids. It's gonna keep it's those chains. They're gonna keep going. I'm not yeah. into that. I, that's that's it. I'm I'm yeah. so glad you said that, and that's the most important thing that you get that you got to break that cycle. And I'm glad yeah. that you recognize that. So. So what's Absolutely. next for Dominique uh, Lemon? Uh, what 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 do you hope to, to do with your story? Uh, talk to us about that just a little bit before we wrap up here. I am working on a documentary, a self-documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I'm going to title it yet, but um, in this documentary, I'm going to be showing, physically showing, mm. uh, exactly where I come from, exactly what I've been through, uh, down to down to the field where the house stood. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I feel like there's so many misconceptions and if you're going to hate me, <laughs> at least <laughs> at least understand what this story is about because I'm just like you and I can promise you that it's going to save you, one of your kids, a family member, a friend of a family member, because it's too real. So you're looking that's what to... I'm working on. And so, and I appreciate that, you know, you, you, you standing up, um, telling your truth, you know, and as... Lauren said, don't apologize, you know, um, and, and don't, you don't have, you don't have to feel like you have to protect anybody, you know, um, because this is your truth. This is your story. And this is, this happened to you, you know, and um, it's unfortunate, you know, that you had to go through this, but I know one thing about you that it has made you strong, you know, uh, you're a beautiful person inside and out. Um, and I'm glad that you were able to use our platform. Yes. Yeah. Um, is there anything people can follow you on or where, where can people see you and watch uh, this story? I mean, I'm just going to be real with you guys. I'm a little ratchet, but I mean, <laughs> we love ratchet. <laughs> I got a little bit of class on it, at least a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, my, my Facebook is Dominique Janelle Lemon. Um, my Snapchat is Hollywood underscore own. Instagram is Hollywood zone straight through. Um, I really don't be on Twitter like that. So, I mean, that's it really. Yeah. Well, again, we thank you for, you know, uh, and go check out my old playlist on YouTube because I got some songs on there and they be going, y'all. Damn. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But we appreciate Uh, you sliding through Static Energy Podcast and telling your story. It was a dope, dope time with you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Hey, and always just know that you have a platform here and we love you and thank you. I appreciate you guys. Love you, Mo. Love you. See you later. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you.
Mo, that was like a um, that was a dope, dope time. I think that was um, necessary for us to have her on the show and just kind of shed some light on people really healing and 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 overcoming yeah. those childhood obstacles. So I think that was very necessary. Uh, absolutely, you know, and uh, one of the focus and, and one of the things that we're going to continue to keep bringing is people with real stories and real voices. You know, as we said, we wanted to bring uh, a, a story today or at least a topic about uh, protecting black women and, and, and rape, you know, and it just so happened that, you know, I was speaking with her this weekend and I'm like, yo, you need to come on and, and tell your story, you know, so right. I'm just happy that we have this platform and, and she was able to come on here and share her story because there are so many that I have found out and I'm learning that are close to me that share the same story as her. Absolutely. And I think it's time that in our adult life, like she said, break that cycle so we can heal. We can provide mm -hmm. the best love to our, our spouses, our kids, our friends, our neighbors, coworkers, whatever it is, yeah. because seriously, like that's what it's going to take is just breaking those generational curses and realizing that shit wasn't right. Absolutely. And I think that some in and, and our community, it's normalized, you know, uh, pedophilia, um, rape, you know, these things, some, you know, get placed underneath the rug and the mm -hmm. closet, you know, and, and never kind of talked about, you know, right. Or even when I mentioned like the comment thing, you know, people um, normalize, oh, it's okay if, you know, if, if, if some, if uh, a man come in and, and um, stick his dick, you know, in somebody's mouth, you know, not asked, you know, like, yeah, nah. so it's just crazy, man, that, you know, these things occur right? and how normalized they are. So, and I told you, like, I think it, you know, we was on a, a episode of Toast Step Tuesday, you know, we were talking about that situation and I remember you asking me a question mm -hmm. and for the next couple of days, you know, I kind of pondered it and we talked about it in depth and I kind of realized some things about my past relationships Which that affected normalize. me. You know, I, I think I think what I've normalized in the past and now that I'm going to like with my next relationship, I know that's something I have to work on is, you know, it was many a times I didn't want to have sex. You know, mm. it was plenty of times I didn't feel like, you know, giving my body to a man or whatever. But I felt like, you know, oh, he's my boyfriend. So here, like I'm obligated to do certain things because of a title when in all actuality at 36 years old, I realized like, damn, you was low key rapey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's certain things that women put up with and even men, like we got to quit taking advantage of people just because we have relationships with these people. I don't owe you shit. And, yeah. and you still have to, con I have to give you consent even in a relationship. Yes. And I want us to get to a point where we're putting these bastards in jail. Like Period. whoever these people are, we're we're reporting this. We're putting them in jail. We're protecting you, saying our kids. We're protecting our men. We're protecting our women. We're you know saying because these things are again so normalized and, and, and so just put into the back of our mind that you know there are there's no. It's almost like they have immunity sometimes for these Correct. things. Or when you become a victim, it's like, well, nobody's going to believe me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or you're too ashamed, you know? So I want to get to a place where women are much more open. Even men are open. Kids are open to letting someone know, reporting these things and being open. So 
Hey, I think this was a good show today. It was a great uh, show, and I think it's necessary, Mo. And mm-hmm. I think that um, I'm so happy that you and I are both comfortable to talk about things that are uncomfortable. And Absolutely. I think, you know, using our platform to make certain shit cool and to get people to start opening up and getting people to talk and healing. And, you know, I think it's super, super dope and it's necessary because like you said, we just got to take care of each other. And it's, it's no better time than now, especially the mm-hmm. the day and age we live in. So it's a lot going on outside. So yeah, you know, yeah. showing some love ain't going to hurt nobody. Absolutely. So listen, we about to get up out of here. You know, uh, we thank y'all for tuning in and listening to us, you know, and if y'all have any feedback, make sure y'all give us some, you're saying, and make sure y'all review, comment, you know, in the comment section of whatever platform you're listening to. Um, this is Static Energy Podcast. I am your boy, Mo Giles, with my co-host. Laura Michelle. Hey, yo, we out. Blow. Blow.